Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots postgame show. I'm your host, Mike Mono, alongside Marvin Azan. Patriots on the road again. Another victory for the New England Patriots, 23-3 to over the Buffalo Bills. What a game that got pretty ugly towards the end. And even in the beginning, in the first half, it wasn't a, a typical Tom Brady New England Patriots game that we're used to seeing. This game was funny from start to finish, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the Patriots came out with the victory. Mike, this this game is going to be talked about all week, not because of the score. You know, Patriots pretty much handled the game well, 23-3. to in the sec- They started off really slow, which we're going to talk about. The first half was not a good half from the offense, specifically Tom Brady himself. And then the second half, Patriots got things rolling. And then the thing you're talking about that was so ugly was when, you know, a pass to Gronkowski, there was a, a clear a clear, you know, pass interference from the defender that didn't get called. Gronkowski got, you know, he got, he got, he was upset about it. He made a play against the, um, the, the defender. I forget his name right now. Who intercepted ball and pretty much a cheap shot. Gave him a cheap shot. Flopped on him. You know, gave him like a belly splash. If you watch any type of wrestling <laughs> on his head, I think he has a concussion. Probably, you know, he got checked in for a head injury. This is an ugly call. Ugly play by Gronkowski, something you're not used to seeing from Gronkowski, especially here in New England. But a weird game, Mike. Twenty-three to three. Tyrod Taylor gets taken out in the in the fourth quarter. They bring in, you know, Peterman. We saw all three quarterbacks from the Buffalo Bills in this game. Um, what really stood out to you? What stood out to me was obviously, I think, how the first half progressed for the Patriots and especially Tom Brady in the offense. It wasn't. Like I said, a typical game that we're used to seeing. It seemed like everybody was just out of sync. You know, we saw the interaction that Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels had on the sideline right after Tom Brady maybe missed a, a, a Brandon Cooks open down the field. Tom Brady missed the pass, got hit, I think was then turned fourth down. And once Brady head over to the sidelines, I think McDaniels must have said to Brady, how did you miss that pass or what happened? And Brady just took exception to whatever comment McDaniels had and completely lost it on McDaniels on the sideline. Was and that was bad. very uncharacteristic that we used to, we were used to seeing from Tom Brady. And it looked very bad from fans watching from, from home or whatnot. But, yeah, overall, like I said, it just seemed like things weren't clicking. Maybe the game plan for once. You know, usually we're seeing the New England Patriots, this machine that week in, week out, just rolling over teams. Whatever game plan they put in place is just concrete, and they go out and execute. But for, for once – 
you know, it seemed like whatever plans that Belichick, um, McDaniels, they had offensively, and I'm only talking offen- on the offensive side of the ball, it just seemed like it wasn't working. Now, defensively, uh, Patriots held the Bills in check. Tyrod Taylor wasn't doing anything, <clears throat> excuse me, spectacular. I mean, on that first play of the game, I think he took a hit, took a sack by uh, David Harris, and however way he got hit or however he hit the ground, he tweaked his knee. And from there on out, uh, Tyrod Taylor's game was kind of kind of shaky moving forward. And so even with that injury, at the same time, the defense played very well, and I feel like they did an excellent job holding uh, the Buffalo Bills' uh, offense, uh, offensive attack in check for the most part. But offensively, yes, this wasn't a typical game that we're used to seeing from the, Tom, from the New England Patriots, especially in the first half. We are live right now. We are at the Eddies. We've got some comments already, Mike. They like our jackets, the steel and that's gear. Thank you for the shout out. We are here live. Let us know what you guys think about this game. I know there's a lot of stuff you guys want to get out, especially the Gronkowski hit. You know, that's going to be something that's talked about a lot throughout. Do you guys think, you know, what Gronk did was validated because of the play? Should he get suspended? Will he hear from the league and get a fine? There's a lot of things that can come up out of this. I don't think he's going to get suspended. He'll definitely hear from the league, get a hefty fine for that. It, it was unnecessary. Gronkowski knows better, and he'll he'll learn from that moving forward. But, Mike, let's talk about this first half. You know, Brady, this is weird that we say this, but Brady did not look Brady-like. We talk about how the uncharacteristics with him and Josh McDaniels going back and forth at each other. The Bills kind of had New England rattled a little bit. You know, Brady missed Cooks wide open on a nice a nice post corner that he did. He had Gronkowski open a couple times for touchdowns that he just overlooked, missed some of his running backs in James White and Deion Lewis. It just didn't look like the Patriots offense was ready to play in this first half. Yeah, it it. it if you watch the Patriots all season long, the way this first half progressed, it made you kind of feel uncomfortable because you're just watching and you're just like, this is not what we're used to seeing from this offense, you know, especially a team like the Buffalo Bills where you know the New England Patriots are far more superior than Buffalo. Obviously, it's a divisional game. These are teams that meet, you know, multiple times throughout the season. Um, but it just seemed like, was it the Buffalo Bills just taking the – New England Patriots out of their element, something was off. Something didn't seem right. So obviously that had, you know, maybe some people worried. I don't know worried is the right word. You just seemed like it just was an uncomfortable feeling. I know for me, uneasy feeling because you're like, this is not what the Patriots do. At the same time, like I just said, this these are teams that play each other, you know, a couple of times in, during the year. So Bills know what to expect from Brady. Bills know what to expect from a game plan from Bill Belichick. Uh, uh, Matt Patricia, uh, Josh McDaniels, Bills have an idea of what to expect from this team. Now, with that being said, am I saying that whatever Bills had planned, you know, throughout their meetings and, and practice throughout the week, they came out and executed to a T? I wouldn't say all of that. At the same time, like I said, I just feel like what Tom Brady and the offense wants, it just wasn't clicking fully. And it, it led to, you know, a first half where you saw a lot of miscues, uh, Brady missing passes, Brady taking hits. The offensive line is something that way you get into a lot. But one area that did stand out, you know, from the jump uh, was Patriots in their running attack with 
Lewis, and even James White was involved in Burkhead as well. Lewis fit, finished the game with 15 carries, 92 yards. Burkhead, 12 carries, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. And James White, you know, he didn't get a, as much action as them two, but he still was involved with five, five carries and 18 yards. So I want to say that the Patriots rushing attack was a real, you know, lone bright spark for the whole, you know, offensive uh, scheme that they had playing today. So I got to give uh, those guys credit, you know, doing their job in the rushing attack. This is back-to-back -back weeks where Burkhead and Lewis really took over that running game, like you were saying. You did see a little bit of White. He started off the game, and then you didn't really get to see White. The game it was Lewis and Burkhead's show. And, like, Lewis had a run. He, he, he ran one for 44 yards. You know, he had that nice stiff arm. In the in the um, in the scene when he was running, then you have Burkhead, another guy who who's fitting into that role where you can use him as a slot receiver when you are down Chris Hogan, you are down Malcolm Mitchell. So Burkhead is becoming that you know we like to see. And the passing game wasn't really there. Tom Brady didn't throw for any touchdowns. He threw an interception, 21 for 30, 256 yards. The main recipient from all of that was Gronkowski. Huge game from Gronk. Nine receptions, 147 yards. The Bills had no answers for Gronk. And it just shows once again how important Gronk can be, especially on the when you're having a slow, a slow day on offense. You know, you're running the ball, but you can't really Brady's not having the greatest day. He found Gronk and Gronk was always open for big plays. Yeah, you gotta give Gronk Gronk a lot of credit for what he was able to do and what he was able to produce in this game. And looking at another guy who over the last couple of weeks has been one of Tom Brady's top targets and has really been effective in the offense is, is Brandon Cooks. You know, only finished game, three targets, two receptions, 17 yards. Now, this is a guy who the last couple of weeks, like I said, has been huge. You know, it's been no show. Been the Brady, Gronkowski, and Cook show the last couple of weeks. But today, like Marv just said, he was a no-show. Now, is that because, you know, Brady and, and Cooks, you know, their connection was off today? Maybe. Was it because uh, the Bills made it a priority to really – take away cooks from the offense that can also play a part in it too but <laughs> you patriots are thankful that they have this guy named rob gronkowski healthy that you know at the end of the, at the end of the day when all else fails gronkowski and brady will have that connection that they've had the chemistry that they've had over the years um you're just happy that gronkowski is on the field playing you, uh, you said, on the gronkowski thing you said the key word healthy healthy yes there was a play early in the game in the third quarter where Brady just locked it up to Gronk, and it was just, you know, a jump ball play that you see a lot of Julio Jones in the make, and Gronk did. And that's something, you know, Gronk's been healthy this whole year, but that was something we really didn't see, those jump ball plays from Gronkowski. And to see him go up there and get it just shows how healthy he really is and how comfortable Brady is now to throw those passes to Gronk. Because before those there's sometimes you, you don't want to throw all those plays to Gronk because he is injury prone. So see Gronk go out and get that, that was huge. A huge sign for the Patriots. Huge sign. Um, obviously, again, looking at just the, the stats from today's game, you know, we're hyping up Gronkowski because of the game that he had. But after Gronkowski, it's pretty pretty ugly. The next top receiver on the team uh, is Danny Amendola with two receptions for 34 yards. You know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was a pretty game offensively. Yes, Gronk did a, an absolutely amazing job. No Gronk spikes today, unfortunately. But if you see a guy get nine receptions, 147 yards, that's pretty solid day. Uh, obviously, can, moving forward, you know, if you've been watching the Patriots over the course of the season, that a game like today where 
things are, are not clicking and things are off, this won't continue. You know, you have to assume Tom Brady and the offense and his weapons will, will be on the same page moving forward. Uh, the offense, for the most part, is, has been uh, what's carried this team throughout the season. And it's the reason why they've got, uh, I think, what is it, their 11th victory on the season. So they moved to 11 and 2. 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Yeah, 10 I'm sorry. And two moved to 10 and 2 on the season. So the offense has been, you know, one of the major reasons uh, as to what has led them to this point. But again, defensively, defensively. even though it's the Buffalo Bills, you still got to give credit where credit is due. Taylor got sacked three times. Peterman came the game, also got a sack. That's four sacks in a game. Patriots don't have too many games where they rack up multiple sacks. You know, maybe one, two. You know, last week I think they finished off with seven, if I'm correct. I think they had seven sacks last week, four sacks today against the Bills. That's all. If you know me and you've been following this show, that's one thing I ask for all the time. Please, a consistent and solid pass rush. Even if there's times where you don't even sack the quarterback, just hit him, put him on the floor. Just make the quarterback hurry up. Do not let the opposing quarterback feel comfortable in the pocket at all. In the last two weeks, not only have they been making the opposing quarterback uncomfortable, they're actually making some sacks happen. Yeah, and a, a key contributor has been this rookie who came off the practice squad last year. We saw a little bit of him in the end of the play, get one of those seven sacks that you mentioned. Now, he was a big contributor again, Eric Lee. He had, you know, two tackles for losses, a sack and assisted in another sack. This kid, you know, he's really getting after the quarterbacks. Even though he only one sack, you could see he was always at Tyron's face, forcing him to run out the puck. Okay, you know how Patriots struggle against scrambling quarterbacks. So Eric Lee was a big key. Another guy on defense that was great was a Buffalo's very own, Stephon Gilmore. This guy, you know, after the first couple of weeks where he really struggled, then he came out with the concussion. Maybe he needed that concussion to really <laughs> knock shake some up. sense yeah, into him. Yeah, some sense into him because he's been playing lights out, you know. He, He's always there to make a play. Even if a receiver catches it, he knows how to tackle right on spot, which the Patriots have struggled with early in the season was tackling, you know, letting players get yaks a yard after the catch. Gilmore has been there. The best receiver for the Buffalo Bills was Zay Jones. Two receptions, 25 yards on seven targets. That's the key point. Tyrod Taylor was not able to get to any of these guys. Butler had a decent game as well. You know, he he led the team in eight tackles, seven solo tackles himself. The thing about Butler, though, it seems like, Mike, he makes a crucial mistake now every game that, you know, costs us, that's been costing big plays late in this game, the third quarter. It's like Butler and Gilmore kind of flip-flop. Flip <laughs> you know, last week we had the, the pass interference that he led up. And then this week, the Bills are, you finally stop the Bills on the third quarter. They're, they're driving third and 10. You stop them, and then Butler's call for the holding. He's been playing pretty well for the most part, but those key plays are, can hurt you, especially when you, you're facing better teams down the road in the playoffs. Just look out for that. Butler has been a little shaky at times. That is true. That is true. I mean, overall, I think because the Patriots, as a collective group, have been playing solid. Those mistakes that, that that they don't get pointed out as much as early on in the season when Gilmore was having his mistakes and the defense was struggling, it was easy to pinpoint, okay, this is an issue, that's an issue. Gilmore did this play and that's a problem. It was easy to point him out. Now, like you said, I think since the collective group is playing well, the mistakes that Butler are making 
uh, don't get pinpointed, pinpointed and um, highlighted as much because at the end of the day, over the last several weeks, holding teams to 17 points or less today, they only gave up three points um, to the Buffalo Bills. So even with that being said, you still want to see Patriots' top guys who they really depend on, the Gilmores, the Butlers, you know, guys who are the top names on the defense. You want them to see – you want to see them perform at the best of their ability. Um, I think even though the defense played well today, one guy who's probably, a, you know, the bright spot for the Buffalo Bills offense – was Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, 15 carries for 93 yards. Obviously, he didn't find the end zone. Um, they, they contained him very They very contained well, him for though. the most part, especially in the passing game because uh, McCoy this year has been a huge part, a huge component of um, the Buffalo Bills passing attack. And today, he had five targets but only two receptions, nine yards. You know, So he wasn't able to do everything he's usually capable of doing uh, for the Bills' offense because the Patriots did a solid job containing him, especially in the passing game. During during this whole stretch when the Patriots' defense has been playing well, there was a point in time, though, where the Bills did some trickery against the Patriots oh, yeah. that really started to mess them up. They brought in the Wildcat offense, and, you know, I mentioned how they saw all three quarterbacks play. Joe Webb was part of that Wildcat, and he got the Patriots a couple times. There was a point where he even almost had a touchdown with Travis Cadet, but he overthrew him. <laughs> That's why he's the third-string quarterback <laughs> in Joe Webb. But the Patriots weren't able to defend that as much. And we had this halftime show, and we, we were talking about whether, you know, the Bills were going to come back and do that in the second half. You know, they knew the Patriots would be ready, and we didn't see much of any trickery when it came to that. And Tyrod Taylor, I don't know what's good with the Buffalo Bills defense, but – Buffalo Bills offense, but the coach doesn't trust Tyrod at all. He didn't He didn't give Tyrod any chances to really throw down the field as you would like to see. And, you know, it was pretty much LaShawn McCoy and Tyrod running outside of the pocket for the most part, and the Patriots did a good job handling both. Yeah, I think, you know, the Buffalo Bills and the head coach, they, they've been maybe somewhat looking for a way to, to take Tyrod Taylor out of the picture, you know, he, they had they had that week where you know they decided not to start him for whatever reason. It's not even like Tyrod Taylor was having uh, a bad season, but they wanted to give Peterman a chance. And we all saw, and everybody knows how by now how Peterman did in his performance. Um, he didn't finish the game, and they gave brought Tyrod Taylor back into the game. But it just seems like like you said, maybe he doesn't like him that much. Maybe they're just trying to find a way to get him out of the picture. And I mean. Unfortunately, he had the knee injury that forced him to be carted off the field. So now it's the Peterman and West Show. They can do all the kind of trickery they want. I wish them the best of luck because if you're the Peterman, you know, the Bills, in a, in a crazy world, the Bills technically still have a chance. They're 6-6 six and six right now. They still have a chance to be in the playoff picture and, and possibly, you know, crack the playoffs. But it's not going to happen. With Peterman no leading Peterman. the way. He's just, he's just not a good quarterback. Yes, it's not going to happen. We got some comments here. We're talking about Malcolm Mitchell. Is he going to come back? Honestly, we don't know. We haven't really heard anything from the Patriots. You know, Malcolm Mitchell, two weeks ago, he came out on his, his Instagram page and said, I'm, I'm coming back. I can't wait to come back. But there was no date. I think the most important receiver we need to start talking about is Chris Hogan. Hogan. When is Chris Hogan going to start coming back? You know, he got out with the shoulder injury, and you could see that you needed a Chris Hogan in this game. I know we're, we're talking about the Patriots as if they lost. They did win 23-3, to 3, but you're thinking Patriots <laughs> when you think Patriots. You know, you're thinking yes. what? 
how would how would this affect them if they were playing a better team? Going through the schedule, they're just facing divisional teams in that one big game against Pittsburgh Steelers. If the Patriots came out on offense this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers like they did in the first half, it's not looking pretty. No. It's not looking pretty for the Patriots at all. So that's why we're, ta we're talking down on these Patriots on their offense just because we know. We know what it's all about here in New England. It's about the big picture. Chris Hogan is someone – that was Brady's number one target. That was yes. his number one guy. So – Brady's been playing well, like you mentioned, Cooks. But Cooks wasn't really available for Brady during this game. You know, maybe they were doubling him. Brady did miss him a couple times, like we mentioned. So having a guy like Chris Hogan in will definitely help. You, you can start using Hogan and Burkhead in your slots that because Burkhead's starting to become a little slot receiver himself. And Deion Lewis has been playing amazing. And with um, we've been talking, you know, we've been talking MVPs for the past couple of weeks now. Another comment from Clifton. He said, right now, if Carson Wentz balls out against Seattle, he will be the front-runner of MVP over Brady. And that is completely true. But I've been saying it's been neck and neck with Brady and Wentz. If some one of them fell off a little bit, it'll, and like you mentioned, Brady didn't have a, the greatest game. You know, didn't throw any touchdowns, had that interception. All Carson Wentz needs to do is pretty much play a decent game. He's ahead in that MVP race, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like like Marvin said, if there was a game where, you know, Brady or them didn't play well, one of them was off their game, it would absolutely, without a doubt, thrust the other one into the top of the MVP conversation. And today was that day for at least Brady, because, you know, Wentz hasn't played yet. But for Brady, um, subpar game, you know, a game that we're not used to seeing from Tom Brady, which right now would drop him below Carson Wentz in the MVP conversation. Now, with that being said, it all remains to be seen how Carson Wentz plays today. Because uh, if he comes out and has a similar game to Brady or possibly worse, then, hey, they're still neck and neck. But if Carson Wentz comes out and, you know, throws for three, four touchdowns, 300-plus yards or something crazy like that, then obviously he's at the top of the rankings. Uh, moving forward, I don't feel like this week or today's game from Tom Brady solidifies. You know, the MVP conversation, obviously, again, they're the top two contenders. Um, I think, you know, Brady, for one, will bounce back next week yeah. when they when he plays again. And then, two, everybody's waiting to see that Pittsburgh and New England matchup. And that's the game you're talking about, two of the top teams in the NFL. If Brady comes out and is absolutely dominant against the Pittsburgh Steelers, because one of the things that, you know, people bring to the table when it comes to Carson Wentz, they're like, who has he played? Yeah, who has he played? Yeah. Today's a big test because, I mean, obviously – uh, the Seattle Seahawks, their defense is not completely what it used to be. They're missing a lot of key guys. Richard Sherman, uh, one of the guys to name. But it's still the Seattle the Seahawks defense. So hopefully, you know, we'll see how he, you know, matches up against them. But like I said, that Patriots and Steelers matchup, if Brady can come on and have a real dominant performance against the Steelers, whew, what a race we have here between Carson Wentz and Tom Brady for sure. And a uh, key. Another key factor that we didn't bring up yet in this show that you you quickly mentioned, Mike, was the offensive line. Oh yeah, offensive line. The offensive line was not good at all this game. But you look at this Bills team. If you're a casual, even if you watch NFL for a while, you can't name me ten players on the Bills defense. <laughs> Maybe I don't think you can name me five. It's it's really hard. The Bills are not a great defensive team, but they look like look. Baltimore Ravens in that first half, really oh, yeah. get really getting at to Brady. They had, I believe, three sacks 
And all of the three sacks came in the, um, you know, they had two sacks in the first half and one in the second half. But Tooney was the, the guy in the middle there that led up the two sacks. He didn't look good. Soldier hasn't had a great season at all. He was pretty decent in this game, especially in the running game. But there's a, here's another week, Mike, where Brady gets hit. And that starts to get concerned when it's those pile up. We see you've seen in the past couple of weeks he hasn't been practicing for on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays to rest up his Achilles. Takes a couple of hits in this game. What's what's it looking like with Brady in this offensive line? If the Patriots want to go far this year, they've come this far, sitting at ten and a ten and two record. Like I said earlier in the show, that ten and two record is mostly due to how Tom Brady and the offense has played. And if you want to continue possibly winning games and going having a deep playoff run, AFC Championship game, possibly Super Bowl, whatever the case may be, you have to make sure that Tom Brady is on his two feet for the majority of the game. He can't take too many big hits. And not to sit here and say Tom Brady is fragile, like he'll fall over and break. I think Brady does a great job taking care of himself, uh, recovering from a game, you know, injuries, whatever the case may be. I think Tom Brady does a great job. But at the same time, the man is four years old. The hits that he's taking now, I don't care what he's doing, TV 12 method, whatever the case may be, 40-year-old quarterback taking big hits, it's going to have an effect. And I mean, yes, he does a great job talking it down, playing it off, but it's it's going to have its effect. Uh, its effect. Um, I think moving forward, a game like we saw today, you don't want to see many more of those. One thing that Patriots have to do is make sure that this guy's fully protected, and that's on all of the offensive line. Um, that's on Dante Starnecchia to get those boys ready in front to have Brady on his feet. The man must be protected for this Patriots team to have success. I don't know what other ways to put it, what other ways to break it down, what other ways to explain it. You want this team to have success, Tom Brady must stay on his feet at all costs. Obviously, we all know by now Tom Brady's not going to scramble like a Cam Newton or whatever. What? Tom Brady, Brady's not going to rush for 70? Alex Smith did. Tom Brady and Alex Smith. They're not the same oh, in, in many ways, oh, in man. many ways. But, yes, Tom Brady's not the guy who's going to – who wants to tuck the ball and pick up yards down the field. You know, he wants to kill you in the pocket. So we all know what he's capable capable of doing when he's in the pocket and when he's able to dissect defense, just keep this guy upright and protect him at all costs. So we're talking about bounce-back game. You know, the Patriots, obviously, and Tom Brady have a great chance to have that bounce-back game when they go out to Miami next week and face – Next week to face the Dolphins and listen, Patriots beat the Dolphins pretty pretty good. Brady didn't get sacked. He had a great game against the Dolphins last week when he had he threw for what four touchdowns. They faced Matt Moore last time. They're gonna probably face Cutler. No difference. The defense the, <laughs> def really. the defense should be able to handle Jay Cutler. However, Miami do does have a new type of new toy. You know they they got Kenyon Drake. I picked him up in fantasy. He did great for me this week. But he's someone you're gonna we're gonna need to, you know, key in on if there was any play to key in, obviously Landry as well, who they did a great job with last last time around. So bounce back game Monday night, an extra day to really prepare against Miami. I think you'll see a better and more focused offense from the Patriots. Cause I know they're not happy with their performance. Oh yeah. Tonight. You know, most other teams in NFL would get a win like today and say, oh, man, great win, big win, you know, you know, solid team performance. But, you know, all the talk when the Patriots step in front of the media, uh, Bill Belichick steps in front of the media, they're all going to say, even though it's a win, this is not a, a performance that they are proud of. 
And I think especially moving forward, knowing that they have a Dolphins team coming up that, again, should be an easy win in the back of their mind, even though it's one game at a time. Obviously, that Pittsburgh game is huge because not only is that a good opponent and an opponent that's going to bring a lot of good competition at the same time, you're fighting for that number one seed. That's it. And the winner of that game is probably getting the home field advantage, number one seed in the AFC. So, you know, yes, use the, the week to practice, prepare, rest up, heal injuries, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, when it comes to next Monday, Monday night, and you get the Miami Dolphins, you have to take that game as a way of, okay, we want to make sure we have everything in order, all our preparation lined up so that we can come out and not only dominate the the Miami Dolphins, also dominate and give ourselves a boost of confidence to know that we're stepping in to the Pittsburgh Steelers game with everything that we want to do, our game plans, everything that we have set up in order and ready to go when it's time to play that game. We got a question from D. Murph. Can Miami score against the Pats next week? How would the Pats change things up from the last time? Can Miami score? Yes, they can score maybe one touch. I'll give them one touchdown. <laughs> Miami's offense is very bad, for lack of words. Miami's offense is very bad. Patriots are on the up. What can they do better from last game? I mean, continue to force turnovers. Patriots were close a couple times and getting some interceptions in this game. They weren't able to fall through. But last time they forced a couple of fumbles against Miami, continue to force turnovers and slow, try to slow down Jarvis Landry as much as you can. He's their number one option. Last, last time they played, he had eight receptions for 70 yards on nine targets. For the most part, they really contained him. But if you watched um, a couple weeks ago, Bill Belichick was mic'd up. And he kept saying, Landry, look for Landry, look for Landry, because that's their guy. That's their guy who makes the big plays. So continue to maintain Landry. Cutler hasn't had a great season. Whether you're facing Cutler, you're facing more next week. You shouldn't really worry. A key success against Moore was you got to him. You got to him seven times, which is something you never see here. So key emphasis on getting to the quarterback. Hopefully, you know, Benoit, Roberts, all those guys have been playing well. You've got Lee in as well. Continue that focus on attacking the quarterback because you didn't see much of that this week. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Shout out to D. Murph with the question. Um, I think another area um, that the Patriots can definitely do next week when they pay, face uh, the, the Miami Dolphins, something that they don't really have to change up too much. But last week when they faced the Dolphins, they put in work in the running between Lewis and Burkhead. I think that was the game Burkhead ran for over 100. I mean, uh, Lewis went for over 100 yards, if I'm correct. Yeah, Lewis went over for 100, 112 yards, and Burkhead went for 13 carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown. So do not abandon the run game. I think the Patriots know what they have in their run game between Burkhead, Lewis, and even James White maybe a couple times. But keep pounding the Dolphins in the run game, obviously, like Marvel was saying, take Landry out the picture. But another guy that you don't want to get started up is Devontae Parker. Um, he's another guy that you want to make sure. They did a solid job. Gilmore was on him they, for the most part. They did a week. solid job in shutting him down uh, last week. So you want to do more of the same. It's completely taking him out the picture. Take him out the picture. Make sure you try to keep the clamps on Landry as much as possible and keep pounding the, um, the Dolphins with the run game. And I don't see why this can't be another easy, possibly blowout victory for the New England Patriots. When NFL was making this schedule, what did they think was going to be the record when they put a Monday night game on week 14 with Patriots and Miami Dolphins? 
not only this this game with the Dolphins and Patriots, but whoever makes the schedule for the NFL, he they 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 make some questionable decisions when making matchup matchups for maybe Monday night games, Sunday night games, even this one's questionable. The Thursday night games. A lot of these matchups are are questionable in terms of what teams should be playing. I don't know how they decided and how they pick when teams are. I don't know how it works. But I tell you, a lot of these games sometimes are very questionable. So why are these two teams playing at this time? Prime time, 8.30 game. Time. Monday against like, the Dolphins? I that's, don't, know. That's, I don't a, know. that's a London game. Either way, looking at the time, Marv, you know, shout out to everybody who's been commenting and, and, and watching the show. Here's a time where we also want you more involved as well giving out our stars and stars of the game. First, send us who you believe was the star of this game. Yes, if you watch this game, you know how ugly it was. But I think everybody has someone who really stepped up in this matchup today. I think I'm going to keep it real simple and really easy. You know, Marv, let's start with the stars as usual. Yep. Rob Gronkowski, you know, what more can we say about Rob Gronkowski when he's involved? He can make some big-time plays happen, obviously. Game, nine receptions, 147 yards. And then he had that, I think I saw someone tweet, a Randy Moss-esque catch over a defender where he just That's the play I was talking took about, yeah. the ball. Took the ball. It was like an interception, but then Gronkowski just flexed on him a little bit, took the ball right away from him, and, and it was a big pickup for the New England Patriots. I think Rob Gronkowski is a, definitely a star of the game, in my opinion. He might be my only star of the game in my for me. <laughs> I got Rob Gronkowski as well as the star of the game for everything that you just mentioned, Mike. Big game for him. No touchdowns in this game, but he was the guy who really moved the chain, especially during a, a game where the offense was really wasn't moving. Brady needed to rely on someone. He relied on Gronk. And another guy is another guy who didn't get a touchdown, but I'll give him some recognition, Deion Lewis. Great game for him again. Last week he had his first 100-yard yard rush. This week, 92 yards, but he had that big run, like we mentioned, that 44-yarder, nice stiff arm. Anytime he runs, it's always five yards or more. He's just he's having a great comeback year, especially last year was real slow for him. You know, we haven't even seen much of James White. And he started this game off, but then he pretty much fell off when it was the Lewis Burkett show. So Deion Lewis and Rob Gronkowski are my stars of the game. Can't sleep on Burkett as well. I know he finished the game. Honorable touchdown, yeah. honorable mention. And also Gaskowski, you know, in the first half where the Patriots weren't able to score, it was Gaskowski putting up the points, you know, finished three for three in field goals, two for two extra points. He kicked the 50-yard field goal. And those are always somewhat tough for, for some kickers. But I'll give Gaskowski an honorable mention as well, him and Burkett. But when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show, we simply tell you, sorry. Whew, Buffalo Bills, as much as I just want to give the whole team a sorry, which I could. Three points. Only three points. I can't get mad at Tyra Taylor because the guy was playing pretty much with one leg. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Cool. Buffalo Bills, wow. whole team, sorry, especially with the fact that you guys are fighting for a playoff spot, which is probably out the window now. But then you had a chance to maybe continue to fight. And then a couple weeks ago, you benched Tyrod Taylor, a guy who's part of the reason why they're yeah. fighting for a playoff spot. 
he decided to bench him for whatever reason and throw Peterman into the game as a starting quarterback. And he throws five interceptions in the first five. half. Five, five interceptions five. in the first half. Five interceptions for a whole game is a problem. Five. Five in the first half, you definitely are sorry. Brady but doesn't I didn't. have five for the season. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but, yeah, Buffalo Bills, I think, you know, you kind of screwed up your chances with that move a couple of weeks ago. And a loss today doesn't help. Obviously, it's not completely over for you, but I'd like Marv said earlier in the show, your season's done. Get ready for next year. So I got to give the whole Buffalo Bills team a sorry. Better luck next year. Mike, I think this might be a first on our show, but the same person who gets a star is also going to get a sorry. Oh, go ahead. Let him Rob Gronkowski. Great game. We mentioned it earlier. Start of the game, nine reception, 147 yards. You know, that play when he got it was a pass interference. One, Brady and Gronk should have never been playing anymore that game. The game was done. The game was done over with. But that play right there, pass interference, you know, a lot of fighting going on. And then for some reason, Gronk snapped. He snapped, jumped on the dude, gave him a concussion. It was not needed. It, it was... It was dirty. I'm gonna say, guys, it was dirty. It was a dirty play. Gronk did a dirty play. Said we all love him, but we can admit it was a dirty play. It was unnecessary. I didn't like it at all. It gave me a bad taste in my mouth. I know Gronk is better than that. He's gonna get most likely a fine. I'm not I'm not thinking about any suspensions or anything like that. But something like that, it deserves a big fat. Sorry. Yeah, I feel. You know, it was completely unnecessary. Uh, unnecessary. Obviously, Gronkowski was frustrated. You know, it was past interference that wasn't called. You know, the ball got intercepted. It was just a bad play all around. But then everything that took place after the play, all the extracurricular activity, and Gronkowski doing that dirty play, you know, belly flopping on top of the guy while he's down on the ground, it was unnecessary, uncalled for. And, yes, I agree with Mark. It was dirty. So Gronkowski will pay the price in whatever way shape or form but hopefully moving forward you know he learned from that mistake and and keep that out of football because it's not necessary um next week dolphins miami dolphins monday night game like i said before i think it should be more of the same from what we saw when these two teams met you know before patriots win move to 11 and 2 on the scene that is my prediction you know there's no reason why the patriots have a game like today I feel like they'll bounce back and put up another 30-plus points against the Miami Dolphins Monday night. 100% in agreement. Um, quick quick point, I really want to know what Amendola's doing out there in the fields. Like, I don't know what he's saying to these defenders, but they, everyone's out for his head. He's always <laughs> fighting. You saw last week they punched Amendola in the face. This week he's getting in a fight in the field. Amendola's a fight. He's a feisty dude. Because he, he's a teammate of Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, <laughs> you know, he's yep. one guy to be chirping at defenders. So, no, Amendola probably probably rubbed so, off on him yeah, a little bit. Amendola's out there getting on these defenders' nerves, man. He's take he's taking some hits. He took a big hit in, oh, yeah. in this game. The ball went flying. You know, bounce back up though. Of course, that's Amendola. You know, so you never know whether he's gonna bounce back up or he's just gonna stay down. But this, welcome. <laughs> that, it, it was reminiscent of that Steelers <laughs> hit, man. When Welker went down, you all you. Get, get me up. Get please, me up. please, someone send somebody. But Amendola, you know, he's bringing that feistiness into the, the receiver field. I expect a bounce back game from Brandon Cooks against the Dolphins. Bounce back for Tom Brady. You Tom know, Brady, he's going to yep. come out throwing some touchdown passes. 
uh, next week. Uh, but with all that being said, yeah, next week, we're ready to go again. Marvin and I will be holding it down on the CLNS Media Network's Patriots post game show. Final words, anything else? I said my words, man. All right. On that note, we will see you guys next week, right after that Monday night game, right here on this YouTube channel, CLNS Media Network. See you later.